It's Mom Zone. Breaking news, the Fremont family declares where they're going for back to school. The Fremonts are going with Academy. Uh, Mrs. Fremont, why Academy over another store? When my kids say they'll never use math in the real world, I just show them how low my Academy receipt is. You have any other thoughts? Look, back to school is a numbers game, and numbers don't lie. Nobody starts your season with better brands and lower prices than Academy. Academy Sports and Outdoors. For all, for less. Price match guarantee details at academy.com. SRN Survival Radio Network. Entrepreneur, Dr. Aaron Williams. We like to send out kudos to the Survival Radio Network for continuing to allow us to join you. The show is brought to you live and by podcast on the Survival Radio Network. Now, I hope you had a productive week. Uh, I had a very busy week, as I mentioned to you last week. I broadcasted from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I went there for two reasons. One, to attend the National Medical Association Convention. I hadn't been in a while. It was great seeing some old colleagues. I won't call them old colleagues, but they're old friends of mine who are colleagues and meeting some some new colleagues as well. Um, the, The convention was very informative. I learned a lot of new things. But the best part about it is that I was able to invite some guests onto the show that might benefit you. For example, I met Dr. Stacy Doyle, who has a company called Food Therapy, where she basically uses food as therapy as opposed to medication. I also talked with representatives of Medso, M-E-D-S-O. It's a company that has the products for individualized medicine. You know, medicine is going very uh, customized these days. So a lot of times what they're doing is taking your DNA, doing tests on it, and then deciding whether or not certain medications would actually benefit you because everybody doesn't respond to the same type of medication. So I had a great time. I learned a lot. Uh, I think it's going to continue to help me to be a better physician and But for you, we're going to be able to bring these experts on to the show for your benefit, and that way you can ask questions and have some type of dialogue with them. Now, the other reason I went to Philly was for my family reunion. Let me tell you, uh, I, I, you know, all of us have families. I really love mine, and I really encourage you to go to your family reunions. I could not make all of it, but I made – our family reunion is usually four days, and it's – uh, usually culminates in a large banquet on Saturday night. So I went to the banquet and saw everybody from the oldest to the young. I sat down with the oldest member of my family who's 95 years old. He uh, unfortunately just buried his wife not too long ago. They were married for 70 years, 70-plus years. Can you imagine that these days? 70 years, but I'm always asking him 
Lee, how do you – I mean, give me some tips on how to live long and healthy because even though he's 95, he was still with it. I sat at the same table that he did. We had a great conversation. He, he, he was not missing a beat at all. He's a garlic man, and I don't know how some of you feel about garlic, but that was his recommendation. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but it was great. Uh, and I saw the little ones. You know, as my cousin said, you know, once you start family unions, you realize how old you are. So, but it's great to see the tradition continuing. I encourage you, if you have a family reunion this summer, that's you go. If you do not, and if your family does not do family reunions, you know, why don't you just start one? Just plan it. I think it's a great thing, and this really leads to a healthier you. And, hey, you'll learn something about your family as well as, you know, whether certain diseases may be prevalent in your family. Now, last week we had a great show, great show. We talked about foot health. I had Dr. Stanisha Davis. She's a podiatric surgeon. We talked about the importance of your feet. I mean, like I said last week, unless you're Superman and you can fly, I don't care what you got to do today, you got to use your feet. The average person takes 10,000 steps per day. So, you know, that's a lot of wear and tear, so we really have to be careful about our feet. I would like for you, if you missed the show or if you want to hear it again, go to our Facebook page, go to last week's show, and just listen to it on podcast. The beauty of podcast is you can listen to it whenever you like. So whether you're walking the dog, whether you are um, mowing the grass, whether you're running or walking or taking the kids to school, you can listen to the podcast as much as you like. Now, we've had some other great shows with dynamic guests. If you missed any of them, you can go to Facebook. Just go to Facebook and put in Weekly Wellness Show. And please join. That way you'll stay abreast on the upcoming shows and the shows that we've had before. Or you can go to weeklywellnessshow.com and do the same thing. Look for our orange and green logo. Just float down to the on-demand section. Now, we're also on iTunes, so those of you with iPhones, all you have to do is go to your iTunes app, look for Weekly Wellness Show, and subscribe. There's no charge. That way the shows come to you automatically. Now, you can also follow me on Twitter, at Dr. Aaron Williams. Uh, and we start an Instagram page. Um, so we're going to continue to develop that. And if you have any questions or topics, please email me at Dr. Aaron Williams at weeklywellnessshow.com. Now, you might have seen on the Facebook page, I got some exciting shows coming up. Next week, we're going to have a great show. And on the 19th, I have Dr. Lakeisha Richardson. She's an OBGYN physician. And she's going to be talking about fibroids. You know, fibroids are pretty prevalent, uh, particularly in the African-American community. So I thought it would be a benefit to have an expert on this topic to help keep you informed about fibroids, why they are prevalent, and how they are going to be treated. Or what are your treatment options? You as a patient need to know that. Also, I have a great friend of mine, Williet, Dr. Williet Robertson. She is a internal medicine physician that works at the VA, but she does a lot of travel because she's in the armed services. But in fact, she travels a lot. She's getting ready to go to Kuwait in a few months. 
So I asked her to come on the show to talk about travel medicine. Okay, if you're going to go to another country, you need to know what shots to take. You need to know what medicines to take. You need to know about whether you need health care insurance. So she's going to come on and talk to us about travel medicine. So we have a lot of other great shows that's coming up. Oh, by the way, I mentioned my family reunion. Uh, I, you know, when you go to family reunions, you sometimes meet cousins that you don't know. And so I told people about my radio show. And so a cousin of mine came up and said, hey, Lord, I got to have my show too. And so I'd like to give a shout-out to her, my cousin, Nadine Thompson. Uh, and you can listen to her webcast at bedroomcandy.com. She is president of one of the companies that's ran by Candy Burris. And so there's a lot of good information, particularly for women, on this podcast. That's bedroomcandy.com. And shout-out to my family and friends that are listening Family, I enjoyed you last week, and we need to continue uh, again. Now, today, we're going to have another great show. But before we get into it, you know, I want to talk to us about calories. You know, losing weight is simple. It's just simple math. It really is. You know, if you cut 3,500 calories out of your diet in the course of a week, you'll lose a pound. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. Now, I know that's hard. It's easier said than done, but i like to give you some tips as to how to do it. So one thing is this. Hey, let's not try to lose all this weight at one time. Let's try this in increments, 50, pound, 50 uh, calories here. I'm not saying 50 pounds, 50 calories here, 100 calories here. And you can do that throughout the day. So here's a few tips. Number one, why don't we, instead of particularly with dairy products, milk products, you know, they're good for us. They have a lot of calcium for, with, uh, you know, with regard to bones, but they're also high in cholesterol, they're high in saturated fat, and they're high in calories. So what you can do instead of avoiding all these completely, why don't we choose a low or non-fat milk product? For example, milk, a whole cup of milk has 150 calories, okay? But if you go with skim milking itself, that skim milk, a cup, only has 85 calories. And everybody loves cheese. I mean, I'm a cheese guy. You know, we're so habitual that we order anything. If they ask you want cheese, you, most of us say yes. But that, for example, Kraft American cheese has 60 calories in it. Okay, but if you go with the Kraft free American cheese, it's only 30 calories. So those are some things to keep in mind with dairy products. Yes, we need dairy products with regard to our, our bone health. But let's cut the fat. Now, what about sugar substitutes? You know, we all like our coffees and our teas, and they by themselves have no calories. But every teaspoon of sugar you stir into your cup adds 15 calories. And you know how some of us are. We don't just put one. We don't put two. Sometimes we put four or whatever in there because we like, we've been groomed to like sweet stuff. And that's fine. But there are a lot of new products that are on the market. Uh, so, for example, 60 calories a day, if you can cut that out, that adds up to 420 calories a week. And this is specifically for you coffee and tea drinkers. You know, you wake up in the morning, you've got to have your coffee. Well, just keep this in mind and try a sugar substitute uh, that will help you to reduce those calories slowly but surely. Now, we all like desserts. I have a sweet tooth. 
keep my dentist happy, not because I have a ton of cavities, but because, you know, like, you know, I get my cleans every six months. And, uh, but I like sweets. Uh, and I think most of us do. But who says you have to suffer when you cut calories? For example, if you like Hagen Dazs ice cream, particularly chocolate, well, that has 260 calories in it. Okay. So, but you can get the sorbet. Same brand, Hagen Dazs chocolate sorbet that only has 130 calories in it. So you can save yourself 130 calories just by switching. You still get the flavor, uh, you just don't get all the calories. Now, the other thing is we also always uh, know about skin with regard to meat, particularly chicken. You know, most of the fat in poultry is in the skin. For example, fried chicken breast has 217 calories. Without the skin, it's only 160 calories. So keep keep that in mind. You know, um, so even if you had fried chicken breasts every night for a week, you can save 399 calories by taking the skin off before you cook it. I mean, it's just that simple, ladies and gentlemen. It's really about the math. You know, we've been told that salad dressing or salad is good for us, but a lot of us, Kill the benefits of the salad with the dressing. So why don't you try a low-fat, low-calorie salad dressing? So, for example, you know, like in a typical Italian dressing will be about 90 calories for two tablespoons. But if you switch that to a lighter form, particularly in the wishbone brand category, you cut your calories only to 35. So you still get the same flavor. Uh, you can still add some no-fat croutons. I said no-fat croutons uh, just to kind of get the crunch and all the things that you like. Now, another tip has to do with sandwiches. We all kind of on the go. Some people, we just like sandwiches, period. But I think here in the United States, we like to have a piece of meat in between two slices of bread. So depending on the brand, that slice of bread in your daily Lunch sandwich can run anywhere from 65 to 120 calories, okay? But in some other countries, specifically Scandinavia, they eliminate some of that by only using one slice of bread. And so that eliminates, that can cut up to 840 calories from your diet in a week just by using one slice of bread and having it as an open face sandwich, can also be beneficial. Moving right along, what about these ingredients with, you know, that are high in fat? For example, a bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich usually comes with like three strips of bacon. So why do you need to have three strips? Every strip of bacon has 100 calories. So why don't we just cut that down to one or two? You can also use Low-fat mayo. I mean, I'm a mayo fan. Some people are not. But why don't you try the low-fat mayo as opposed to the regular mayonnaise? Or you can also try, instead of pork bacon, turkey bacon. Now, you have to watch that. You also have to watch. Last week, I talked about the fact that a lot of these products, you know, when I went over the fact that you know, some of these fast food restaurants have some decent breakfast options, a lot of them have are high in sodium, so you have to watch those as well. Now, what about seasoning your veggies? All of us need to have veggies, but a lot of us drown them with butter, which adds like 100 calories per tablespoon. 
So instead of butter, why don't we think of dill, you know, for your potatoes or chives on your corn or oregano on your green beans? So, you know, take take some of this in mind and keep these aware. For, for more information, go to www.dummies. And this is taken from the Nutrition for Dummies series. And, uh, you know, get more information with regard to ways to cut your calories. Now, today we have another exciting show with another dynamic guest. We are going to be talking about toxic people and toxic relationships. You know, toxic people are everywhere. You can't avoid them, unfortunately. So we might as well learn how to deal with them. And for those of you who saw my Facebook advertisement, it has the guy with the gas mask on. Because we want to arm you today with ways to, number one, identify a toxic relationship or a toxic person, but also how to deal with it. So I brought Dr. Lashana Newton onto the show today. She is not a stranger to the show because she has done such a great job with regard to other topics you know, such as rejection, such as grief. If you missed any of those, you can go back to our Facebook page and scroll down and get that information. But she's going to join us today. We're going to talk about toxic relationships. And if you're toxic, we're going to help you detox. So, but before we do that, we'll take our first commercial break. So please stay tuned and be informed. Looking for a cafe with a home-like appeal where all who enter feel like they are part of something? Visit My Coffee Shop, located in East Lake, Atlanta, Georgia. MCS has a full breakfast and lunch menu, offering both hot and cold options, and is home of the amazing basil lemonade. But don't forget their assortment of freshly brewed coffees. Come on by at 2462 Memorial Drive, Atlanta, Georgia, 30317. We're pretty sure my coffee shop at East Lake will become your coffee shop too. iDope, iDope, globally inspired vision stylewear, a fusion of classic heritage and contemporary sophistication. An essential part of your lifestyle and fashion expression. iDope, iDope, vision stylewear for the fashion forward and socially conscious. Let's make this a dope world together. iDope, iDope. Available online at iDope.com. That's E-Y-E-D-O-P-E. iDope.com. Survival Radio Network, with now more than one million downloads. Congratulations to the staff, producers, engineers, and hosts for your tireless pursuit of excellence. And thank you, our loyal listeners, for supporting this movement to inspire, motivate, and educate people worldwide. Survival Radio Network, Survival Radio Christian Network, and our new Survival Sports Radio Network broadcast top-notch shows Sunday through Saturday. Check us out by visiting our website at www.survivalradionetwork.us. SRN, we do radio one million strong. The S R N.
back. We are simply elated to have you today listening to us because, you know, you could have been doing something else. And you know what? You probably are, but that's fine as long as you're listening because today we have another great show on the weekly wellness show. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Williams on the Survival Radio Network. Our guest today is Dr. Lashana Newton. She has an extensive resume. For those of you who don't know, she did her Bachelor of Biology and Master of Science in Rehabilitative Counseling at the Fort Valley State University. She's also earned her doctorate in counseling psychology from Argosy University. She's a licensed professional counselor and a certified rehabilitation counselor. She's been in the mental health field for 15 years and has in a variety of settings. Now, she has an artistic side. She's a publisher of e-books and a romance novel, and she's also a spoken word artist and choreographer. So I would like to warmly welcome to the show Dr. Lashana Newton. <laughs> Good morning, Dr. Williams. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. <laughs> Good morning, Dr. Newton. It's always great. To have you on the show because I know we're going to have a good topic, but most of all, we're going to provide some great tips for our listeners because some of the a lot of the topics you chose are what a lot of us are dealing with, and so I'm so glad to have you today. I'm so glad you carved out some time for us today. Well, you're more uh, than welcome. So the goal is always to just educate people because when you know better, you do better, right? Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, we, yeah, you're right, right. Can you say that again? When you know better, you do better. Okay, all right. That Yeah, that's right. So we're trying to get people to know better. So, you know, this is the thing. Now, you know, to, as I mentioned before the show, toxic people are all around us, everywhere. Can't get rid of them. So, and we, you are right. You know, you, you got toxic people, toxic relationships. So, can you help us with that today? And and maybe we'll start out with what's what's toxic? What's what's the definition of that? Toxic. Well, actually, when we're talking about toxic relationships, one of the things we want to keep in mind is that we're not just talking about romantic relationships. Um, we're not just right. talking about the relationships between men and women who are married or have decided to be in a monogamous or committed relationship. Toxic relationship is any relationship between two people that basically spend a great deal of time together, whether it's a friendship, um, someone you work with, uh, a family member, being married, being in a um, committed romantic relationship, etc. Um, any relationship between two people has the possibility of being toxic. So we want to keep that in mind when we start getting into these characteristics. Of course, you know, toxic relationships tend to be more noticeable with the person you spend the most time with, and usually those are marriages or family members. So you tend to kind of lean towards that way. But, you know, just keep in mind that it can be any relationship. But when you're talking about, like, what is a definition of a toxic relationship, it's pretty much Mm -hmm. any relationship – that is emotionally and potentially physically damaging. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. A lot of people also think toxic and abuse, and that's fine. That's a great correlation to make. But just like we know with abuse, abuse is not always physical. It can be emotional 
and it can be verbal. So when you make that correlation, don't always default to the physical and think about other ways that you are being abused in this particular situation. Right. Okay. Okay. So I think we, we've kind of laid the foundation for, you know, what is a toxic relationship? Cause you know, if you don't know what you're looking for, then you don't, it's like being, you know, in the healthcare field, uh, you know, if, if you don't know what, you know, lung cancer looks like, then you're going to miss it because you don't know what you're looking for. So in this case, you've given the, the definition of, you know, a toxic scenario, a toxic person or a toxic relationship. Now, what, do you, what are some of the characteristics of a toxic person? A toxic person. One of the main themes you're going to see in a toxic person is controlling behaviors. So the idea of that mm-hmm. toxic person is to have control over you. <clears throat> Excuse me. That control can look um, very different depending on the scenarios. So, for example, if you're talking about, let's say you look at a healthy relationship. Usually healthy relationships you have, like, you know, a mutual caring or a respect for a person. Um, you're interested in that person's happiness. It's, it's what you would consider a safe relationship, right? And not that you don't uh, right. have – there might be moments of to- toxic situations in your relationship, but we're talking about when the majority of your relationship is toxic and when you're not in a safe place when you have, like, this dominance or control that is being um, put into play and it's evoking all types of insecurities and there's a lot of self-centeredness going on. So it's it's definitely a dysfunctional relationship, and you have to take a look at both of the people that are in the relationship because there's a codependency there that keeps enabling this relationship to happen. So what I mean by that is you you have a – Controller and a controlee. You know I like to put things in layman's terms so people will understand. Right. So if you have the controller who's, you know, basically doing a lot of the manipulation, et cetera, but you also have the controlee. And there's some dysfunction going on with the controlee as well if they're allowing themselves to be controlled. But for some reason, both of them function in their dysfunctional roles. So they have this codependency where they're relying on these negative behaviors to make this relationship in their eyes work. Does that make sense? Right. Right. You you know, uh you know, I guess they say nobody can ride your back unless you bend down or uh, something to that effect and 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 that's why we're having this conversation because it, it's a, it, you have to know whether you're being controlled or in a toxic scenario and and so defining that and, and identifying that characteristic, is there another characteristic involved? You know, so we talked about controlling. Are there other characteristics yes. they talk to first? Well, yes, there are. There are several. So if we put them in scenarios, so to speak, um, people tend to relate better to scenarios than maybe just a list of symptoms. Right. And toxic relationships is definitely not one you can necessarily put as a list of symptoms. You kind of understand it better when you – put it in a actual relationship perspective. So, for example, let's say you have someone that um, that's constantly belittling you. So, like, this person might make fun of you all the time and essentially saying that, you know, you're stupid or you're silly or they do it in public and in front of your friends. And when you confront them about right. it, um, 
they may say, you know, I'm just kidding, and can't you take a joke? But the problem is they're not right. kidding, and what they're doing is not a joke, and they do this all the time. And if they continue to do it, just like with anything else, you may start to believe those things that they are saying about you. So then that puts yeah. you in a position to be controlled, right? Because right. now they've kind of brainwashed you to think that you are less than. Right. And so, therefore, maybe they are the smarter person. Maybe they do know better. Uh, maybe their decisions, maybe they should be the decision maker in the relationship because you don't know enough about whatever it is um, to be involved in that type of uh, power sitting situation. So, again, it's controlling, it's the power, it gives them the power. Um, another situation may be where you have the person that is hard to talk to, meaning like there are several times that you I think all of us have witnessed it. You're in a situation and mm-hmm. you try to express your point of view before, and it's like this person is the worst person to argue with. So eventually you just give up arguing with this person or disagree right. with this person right. because they either lose their temper or it just becomes – Something more is so draining. You don't even want to talk to them about it anymore. <laughs> right? But it's control. It's controlled by intimidation. At this point, you know they have a little triggers, and you you're like walking on eggshells because you're like, okay, I better not talk to him or her about this because I know that even though it might be something simple like I don't want to get the chicken from Kroger, I want to get the chicken from Publix. But you know, right. it is going to become this blow up, this volcano of a situation for you to just say that. So you would rather just kind of sit back in the shadows and be unhappy to avoid <laughs> this confrontation. Confrontation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and basically it's it's an emotional abuse in a sense. And so you would rather just sit back instead of confront this person about the bad temper that they have and just allow them to continue with that behavior though, because you're, you're just like, I would rather just, I'm still staying here, but I'm not gonna basically pick this war. That's not healthy for either one of us. So right. you know, that's kind of like a bad temperature, bad, excuse me, bad temper situation. But then you have those who maybe um, evoke guilt in a person. Yeah, yeah. And this is one this is one that's really common with friends and also with parents. Um not that it's not common in relationships as well, but you can kind of see it across the board a little more clearly. So it's like inducing guilt in the victim. So for example, you want to tell someone um you, or you're being told there's a, there's always this disappointment or you hurt them. Um Right. You're never uh, good enough. You know that you're never good yeah. enough. Uh, you know, it is not so much a overt way of coming at them, meaning like it's not temperamental, it's not highly emotional, but it's very much a manipulation of thought in that you're just trying to make this person feel guilty about something right. that isn't their fault and is not their power to even have right. over, you know, to even be to even be blamed for whatever they're being blamed for. So you have that situation. So, like I said, with parents and kids or between friends, a lot of times you can see that a little more clearly in those relationships. And, again, it's to control, you know. Right. It's to make you feel bad and do what it is that the person with the power 
once done. So it's a little more subtle, but it's the same mm-hmm. it's the same outcome. It's that controlling and that power. But then at the same time, you do have um, the overreactor, so to speak. So you, right. you have that person, you're unhappy with them, you're hurt, you're angry about something, and you can't, you, when you're trying to tell them that something happens to where the roles get switched, and instead of them comforting you about what you've brought to them, you end up comforting them. And then right. you feel worse about yourself because now you've been made to feel selfish or you've caused the person that you're trying to bring the information to to be upset. So your mm-hmm. concerns that you initially brought to the table are no longer relevant. Right. Because now you, yeah, because now you as the controlee, you remember when I was talking about the controller and the controlee, you have dismi- right. you've now dismissed your priorities, your feelings, what you need to be healthy to now put this person's priorities in front. And so, again, right. it's control. It makes right. you still in a position of less power, but for some reason that person is also still functioning. In that, so those are a few um, right. <clears throat> scenarios, you know. But you know, there are also other things like where you have the overdependent person. Now, that's one that's really slick, Doctor Williams, because okay. this person huh. is not going to make any decisions. They're going to leave all the decisions up to you, right? So, for example, let's right. say you and I, you, you and I want to go to the movies. You tell me to pick right. the movie. But guess what? Right. I pick the movie, and you don't like the movie. That gives you room to blame me. Right. They set and so you up. I'm wrong. Yes, it is right. a setup. It is you have I don't to be watch really Right. I don't wanna watch this. And now it's your it's you it's my fault that the evening is wrong. But you're giving me power over all situations to make choices in. So I'm laughing, I but I mean you're just saying I'm not trying to make light of it, but I got I see what you're saying. You set that yes. person up. And you and you know, you that know person and, and up. I, I come back with you know I don't like musicals you know we, I didn't like the last one why did you choose this so it's a setup right so uh, yeah it's, wow it's, it's well, a very slick one right that's a slick one that's a manipulative one now you know again all of these can happen not only in a personal relationship they can happen on the job with your boss they can happen with your supervisor and they can happen with family but I, I'd like to go ahead and take our second commercial break. And when we come back, Dr. Newton, I'd like to continue to talk about these different types of toxic behaviors and relationships. But at the same time, I want to give our audience some bullets as to how to handle these relationships and situations. So, okay, is that okay? Oh, okay, okay. All right. So with that, we'll go to our second commercial break. So, ladies and gentlemen, please. Stay tuned and be informed. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you, A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Get a little talking. 
two, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve! Is now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single, boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Oh, my goodness. You mean to tell me you haven't heard yet? You don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, wait a minute. Let me break it down and make it plain. On August 13, 2017, one of the greatest events is going to take place. This is the 6th Annual Nonprofit Trinity Awards that's going to be taking place at the Porter Sanford Performing Arts Center. Now listen, men, you've got to have your swag. Women, you've got to wear your finest, your gowns, because at 5 p.m., there's going to be a photo op session. Yes, people are going to walk down the red carpet, have their photos taken. It is going to be wonderful. Mix and mingle, they'll be all dirt. What is this all about? Well, let me tell you. On August 13, 2017, at the Porter Sanford Performing Arts Center, it's going to be the Nonprofit Trinity Awards, the sixth annual one, that is. For more information, you've got to go to www.nonprofitrinityawards.org. Don't miss this great event. It's going to be second unto none. you got to be there. Hope to see you. Again, it's by it's controlling by making it 
almost impossible for you to make commitments or plans. So guess what? You're always um, in the waiting room for them. That's a great oh, way to I like put it. Like you're, yeah, like you're, you're yeah, waiting they, on them. You're constantly waiting on them to come out and right. give you the the updates or whatever. So you're just constantly right. in that suspension mode. Again, controlling, because guess what? You don't have a life. If you're constantly sitting around waiting for this person, you don't make plans right. with anybody else. Um, you don't move forward with other things that you might do because you're constantly waiting on this person, a position of control. Um, additionally, you have what what we could call a user, in a sense. Um, mm-hmm. Now, this person is the person that sets you up in the beginning as the nice, mm-hmm. courteous person, um, you know, that cater to you, et cetera. And let me put this caveat in there. Generally, mm-hmm. in the outside world, anybody that is maybe the controller in a relationship to the outside world seems pretty mm-hmm. normal. But it's not until you get in the relationship with this person that you find out all these things because you have right. to spend a lot of time with them. So, therefore, they have to kind of brainwash you to adapt to their situation. So, again, you have this person who's a user, so, of course, they're going to set you up and feed you all right. the cotton candy you want to have and, you know, give you all the things <laughs> you want, and then eventually it's going to change. And it's almost like a bus hits you, like you didn't even see this coming, and it's now everything becomes an inconvenience for them. Um, right. They they make everything an obligation, so to speak. So it's it's really uh, yet again another setup, but it's so subtle because they do mm. they give you they give you that unicorn, and then eventually they start taking that horn off, and you realize that is just a mule or a donkey. But it's almost <laughs> too late because it's just like you right. kind of question Surprise. your own sanity. <laughs> like wait a minute, I know this person was this way, how did how did they get here and how did I get wrapped up in it and now you're just in it and you're starting to question, well, maybe they'll go back to that, et cetera, but not Wait really. Mode. Yeah, right. exactly. And, um, you know, last but not least, you have that person that is jealous. But when I mm. say jealous, and, of course, this is mostly for um, intimate relationships, it's almost like you might like the jealousy at first, like, oh, he or she is a little attention. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, it's attention. But then it becomes more because as you spend more time with them, they become more suspicious or they become more controlling. And mm-hmm. so then it turns, mm-hmm. and th- these type of relationships, not saying that they always do, but these are the ones that might turn into something physical, you know, because now it's really become they're tracking your every move. They want to know who you're spending time with, where you're going, et cetera. And so you have to be very careful about those. You have to be very careful about all of these. But um, that one is probably one of the ones that could has the most potential to lead to a physical altercation of some sort. So, you know, those are your scenarios. And right. um, just to kind of give you an idea of different settings you might witness this in, whether it's, again, work, home, family, non-family, you know, you can be in this relationship in any setting. So there are your scenarios there. And, again, like you said, it's in different settings. This could be in a personal relationship. This could be on the job. I mean, you know, 
you know, most of Americans, I've forgotten the statistics, but most people, I won't say most, but a good percentage of people don't like to go to work on Monday morning. And <laughs> yep. part of that is because of the job that they do, but the other part is probably who they're going to do that job with. And, you know, you know, and that may fall into the category of toxic relationships or this toxic person <laughs> that, that we're talking about. So, so how do we, how do we progress in, in, in handling the scenarios with this? Okay. Now that we've defined it, now we've recognized the characteristics of the fact exactly. that, okay, it's a toxic person after we've been watching them, and now it's a toxic person coming our way, or realize, hey, boom, I'm in a toxic relationship, whether it's personal uh, with my mate or personal, at the, I mean, or on the job. What, what, do we, what do we start, what are some of the things we need to start thinking about doing Okay, well, keep in mind that everybody reacts to a toxic person differently. So you may find yourself talking about them a lot. And when I say a lot, like you, it's, it's, it's pretty draining to you, but it's overwhelming at the same time. It's what I call verbal vomiting. Everything you do, you're talking about this person, and it just, it, that takes power over you. Because this person has saturated your mind so much that all you can do is talk about them. So that might be a sign right. like, okay, I might be in a toxic situation. Uh, when you lose yeah. your temper, especially if you're not one that usually loses your temper, um, I always say that some relationships bring out the worst in you. But a lot of times the worst in you might be the reflection of what the other person is giving off. Because mm-hmm. you, you've ever been in a relationship and you have questioned your own, and you, you're like, I've never been that angry or I've never been uh, that je-. You just have these different characteristics to yourself that you've never had right. before. And you're like, where did that come from? Well, it's kind of being mm-hmm. evoked from this toxic relationship that you're in. It's, almost, it's like contagious, you know. Right. Um, it begins to affect you. So you might find yourself losing your temper your self-esteem is definitely dwindling to the point where you might, you know, begin, like I said earlier, begin believing what this person said about you. So now you're doubting everything about yourself. And then you get to a point where you might even be blaming them for all of mm-hmm. the reactions that you're having. Um, you definitely don't want to spend any time with them because it's so draining to you. And at some point you may stoop to their level uh, I can tell you many situations in clients, um, coworkers, et cetera, where it may not be um, your norm to, say, have a verbal altercation with a coworker. Like you may have worked at a job for 17 years and never had a verbal altercation with a coworker. Now, all of a sudden, because this, that's their norm, you find yourself count, trying to stoop to their level to counteract them with that same type of behavior. Does that make sense? Right, right. Yeah, and yeah, so you, then you, you want to fight so fire with not, fire, but that's right. Not the best and so, but that's out of your it's character. It's not. It's mm-hmm. not. So that ultimately, in some, you're not setting healthy boundaries. So, like you said, what do we do now that we know and we recognize what's going on? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number so, one, like, like you said. Mm-hmm. We're now so you just went over how to recognize that you're in some other you know indicators of a toxic relationship, and, yeah, and one exactly. of those particularly is you notice that you've changed. 
You know the that is the you thing. You have character. turned. Right, yes. right. You are out okay. of character. This is not your norm. So to start, you need to set boundaries. Um, you get Boundaries okay. are very important, and you need to say what you mean, mean what you and put it into action. So it's not enough to just say, I'm done with this relationship, or and or just setting boundaries of, hey, I recognize that we're in a toxic relationship, so we're either going to do something about it or we're going to go our separate ways. Um, not all toxic relationships have to end in separation, but you have to be careful right. about how you handle it. So when I say set boundaries, you, it may be simply just stop saying yes to this person. Um, don't always give in to this person. Um, slowly start to let them go. It, everybody can't quit cold turkey, especially if you're right. if you are a um, the control lead and you had you had issues going in. So mm-hmm. you might need some help coming up out of that situation. And when I and don't fight back. And when I say don't fight back, don't necessarily fight fire with fire because it's not going to get you anywhere. If you're dealing with somebody okay. who likes to yell and scream, yelling and screaming back to them isn't going to help. Um, I will say this, if you're in a physical situation, you definitely, mm-hmm. there's so many support groups and um, particular groups for domestic violence that can help you get out of that situation safely, definitely call and talk to someone. And that's as simple as Googling um, domestic violence groups in your area. And I guarantee you they can help you figure out, and that's a very specific situation. So you need to get very specific directions on how to handle that. And there are people who can help Mm -hmm. you with that. But um, Mm -hmm. when all is said and done, it's going to sound crazy, but you need to love them through it. Because guess what? That person didn't just wake up toxic. Something happened to that person for them to become toxic. And you as a doctor, if we had to put that Mm -hmm. in an analogy, we don't necessarily get sick overnight, right? Right, There are things that happen in your body, and then they build up probably for quite some time before the symptoms even start to show. And then the worse it becomes, the more symptoms that are there. Sometimes they're at the point where they can be handled by medication. Sometimes they're at the point where they might need surgery. Like the severity of the situation just depends on the source of the disease. And so that person, this didn't just happen to that person overnight. A lot of times this may have been this person's way of dealing in a situation as a young child, and that's all they know. So they don't always recognize it, similar to how I right. said before, you know, people don't always recognize that they're dealing out of rejection or whether they're dealing from a place of grief. Sometimes they don't know. So you, you can love them through it, but loving somebody and being with somebody is two different things. You still have to put you, you have to love yourself first enough to say, right. okay, I'm in this toxic situation. I'm going to, if you love that person enough to go to them and say, you know, hey, I recognize this is unhealthy. Let's go together, talk to somebody to figure out how to handle this. If they're willing to go talk to somebody and you're willing to, you know, be that support for them and for yourself to help get through it, then great. But always know that you have to be in a healthy place first before you can help anybody else. Um, it's like going to the hospital, and, you know, I've, I work in the mental health field. If you have somebody come right. in that has depression and or alcohol abuse, you have to treat the alcohol abuse first because they have to be sober 
to get the help for the depression or else they're not going to hear it. It's going to go over their head. You're talking to a person that's inebriated. Same thing right, for the toxic right. relationship. You have to be in a place of healing first. You have to be in a place first before you can help somebody else. So that's how you get that codependency out of place. You know, you get that out of the relationship. So if they're right. willing to work with you and y'all are willing to go together, that is fantastic. But I will say, if you have somebody, if two people in a relationship, if you have somebody that's not willing to work on it, then that is likely a situation that you need to remove yourself from because you can't make a relationship work with two people. You're just one of the people in the relationship. Right. So, you well, know, I always well, advocate. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just saying, I'm always an advocate for talking to somebody, get somebody objective right. to look at the situation because when you're in it, is very convoluted. You can not always see what's happening or the magnitude of what's happening, and you want to be able to um, handle this situation safely, number one, and in the most healthy realm and the most safe space that you can be in. So like you said earlier, we're not here to replace anybody's relationship they already have with someone. This is merely to educate you, to help you identify if you're in this situation. Now it's up to you to do the work, find someone who can help you. If you feel like you can't do it by yourself, you know, I'm always an advocate for support groups. If you go to church, check with someone at your church. If you have a um, mental health provider, go to the mental health provider. Ask family and friends. I promise you somebody has been through this who can refer you to someone. But just don't be ashamed to get the help. Just don't be ashamed to get the help. Right. Well, well, now what about on the job, Dr. Newton? Suppose you got this toxic person at work. You know every time you see this person coming down the hall or every time, uh, you know, people go to the water cooler. I don't think they have, well, I guess not a lot of places have water coolers anymore. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, right. You know, but, but you know what I'm talking about. You put in that environment. It's, it's lunchtime, and people try to decide who who they're going to lunch with if they're going to do that. But you know this person is toxic. Well, what are some things they could do as far as the job is concerned? The job is one of those situations is you have to make a decision, you know, do you want to make a formal complaint? HR is there for a reason. Yeah. So if you truly, okay. I mean, if you truly formal feel like complaint. this person is disrupting your ability to work, and it's not a situation where you can just go to your office and you don't have to. Like, if this is a person you have to come in contact with because your job description says, I exactly. this person. Exactly. Yeah. That is a HR situation. And that is something you can go to your HR about or whatever the protocol is at your job for filing a complaint. Because ultimately, it can be considered harassment on a level. Um, it just depends on how the company tends to word it. But, yeah, and if, if that doesn't help, find another job. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, okay. I'm telling you, it, that's, awesome. that's, that's one of the easier situations to handle. Actually, go to your HR or look for another job. Like, you have out. Right. You have better situations. It may not happen overnight, but. Those are the steps you can take to make it happen, and it likely will happen quicker, you know, if you're very um, adamant about that job search or taking it through the appropriate protocols at your job to try to get that situation remedied. 
Right. That's that's a great idea because, you know, we all have to work and we all are put – anytime we put into a situation with other people, we run that risk. And so, you know, we've talked about in a personal relationship and we talked about um, a job scenario. Now, one thing when I went to my family reunion last week, we, 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 we applauded ourselves for not having any family drama. You know, some people, some, okay. like, some family reunions are, are turning into fights and arguments over Aunt Susie said this and whatever. Now, and we're we're glad we don't we, we we don't have that. But let's say in a family, let's say you you know, what do you do about a toxic family member that you know you know we can pick our job, we can pick our relationships, but you can't pick your family. You're just born into it. How will one handle that? You know, with a toxic family member. Right. You can't pick your family, and up until a certain age, unfortunately, you might be tied to your family if you don't have situations like defects, involvement, et cetera. Right. But you still treat those relationships. Once you become an adult, you can make those choices to sever those ties or approach those relationships like I just mentioned. Um, You still have to set boundaries. Again, just like I said, loving somebody right. doesn't mean you can be with them. That goes for family, too. That means in love, family love, um, friend love. It doesn't matter. Across the board, if you are an adult and you basically, you know, you have a job in your own space, et cetera, like you have to put these boundaries in place and you have to decide, right. are we going to work on this together, whether it be parents, Children, adult parents, adult children, um, best friends, friends since college, et cetera, husband, wife, um, or any other type of relationship, you put those boundaries in place. Let that person know it, it is going to require a bit of confronting in a sense, but you can handle your confrontation with dignity and tact. This is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm willing to do. Either you're going to get on this train or you're not. Right. And I guess in all of these, you know, you got to have, to a certain extent, a face-to-face, uh, I won't call it a confrontation, but let's call it a discussion uh, with, these, with this person or persons to kind of air things out, have a frank discussion. And I guess from what you mentioned before, don't necessarily put your needs and your opinions, uh, you know, below the other person when you're talking to them. Uh, right. So I think this this is this is good this is good uh, medicine here. Um, exactly. Well, I this has been great, uh, Doctor Newton. I mean, I uh, I mean, I, you know, I guess on this kind of topic, you know, we can we can continue to 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 talk about this. But I think today what we're coming away with is to, is to set boundaries. Uh, you know, don't. Say yes all the time to the other other person's needs. Uh, slowly let them go. Uh, don't fight back. Don't necessarily have those. Uh, don't, don't act out of character for you. And then, like you said, lastly, love them through it and realize that it's a reason they got this way. But that doesn't mean you need to stay in it. Exactly. So I think that's that's very good. Well, I, again, Doctor Newton, it's been great uh, having you on the show. Uh, God, you know, I, I got. I love to have you back in the near future to talk about another exciting subject because we all need this. But thank you again for for sharing this knowledge with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to be on the show. All right. <laughs>
Okay. Well, thanks a lot. And so, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes another episode of the Weekly Wellness Show. If you missed any of this, you can always listen to it on podcast. Hey, if you think that this information will help somebody else, hey, share it. Refer them to the Facebook page or go to www.weeklywellnessshow.com. Taking us out is a group of jazz artists collectively known as in groove so until next week i'd like for you to be happy be healthy and be kind day delivery from staples you can run your business like a pro you can guarantee the marketing department that they'll get their supplies tomorrow and guarantee the accounting department that they'll be delivered free with free next day delivery you'll have the ability to move deadlines up and adjust budgets down go to staples.com and get the office essentials you need delivered next day for free staples it's pro time orders over 49.99 placed by 5 p.m excludes weekends and holidays eligible items only Earn four times gas reward points during the Tom Thumb Anniversary Sale. Look for the shelf tags for the participating items and get great anniversary prices and earn gas reward points, too. This week, pick up Pepsi-Cola 12-pack 12-ounce cans. Buy two, get two free when you buy four. And family size Lay's or Lay's Kettle Chips, $1.99 when you buy three. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is $0.20 cents per gallon and $1 per gallon at Tom Thumb stations in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons. Other restrictions, limitations, and exclusions apply. See complete details at TomThumb.com.